The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What's going on, everybody? RJ Ochoa from SB Nation's bloggingtheboys.com. Hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy, and we know that you are pumped. The Dallas Cowboys, your Dallas Cowboys, my Dallas Cowboys, our Dallas Cowboys, victorious on Sunday night football in Minnesota, taking down the Vikings, a final score of 20 to 16. Mike McCarthy and his staff, they gambled. They they looked at everything. They assessed the situation. They said, you know what? This is for the good of the team. This is for the long term. We are here to win the Super Bowl. We're not here to beat the Vikings on Sunday night football and Halloween. Yes, we want to do that, but we want bigger things we want more we're gonna rest stack prescott and we're gonna roll the dice we're gonna trust cooper rush making his first start throughout his nfl career prior to sunday night in minnesota cooper rush had thrown three count them three uno dos trace career passes cooper rush took down the minnesota vikings give you the dallas cowboys one of their most impressive wins i'm not being you know hyperbolic in any stretch of the way this is one of the most impressive wins that we have seen from the dallas cowboys any dallas cowboys team with any head coach any quarterback any team any defense any coordinators whatever the case may be this was massive the dallas cowboys sit at six and one and they got help the arizona cardinals lost on thursday night football the green bay packers took them down they have one loss both the packers and the cardinals the tampa bay buccaneers lost Lost today on Sunday, the New Orleans Saints. They have two losses. The Dallas Cowboys did it all. They had their cake and they are eating it too. I hate that expression because it doesn't make logical sense to me. But the Dallas Cowboys, six and one, still alive in terms of the top seeding in the NFC, still very much alive. Not that they were ever in jeopardy in the NFC East. This is our official Dallas Cowboys postgame show here on the Blog and the Boys YouTube channel where you decide what we talk about. It's your postgame show. I am merely your puppeteer. You control me with your strings. Your comments dictate the direction that we go. The Houston Astros look like they're going to win game five of the World Series, so we'll see what happens there. But we have a lot to talk about. Chris Randall says, victory on YouTube. Totally agree with you. Very, very, very impressive win. Our first Super Chat of the night comes to us from Eli Perkins. says, getting my Cowboys polo delivered tomorrow just in time with a cool emoji and a bunch of strength emojis. DC4L overcame adversity and made it happen. Tomorrow is our sixth straight victory polo Monday. That's right. The Dallas Cowboys have now won six games in a row, their longest winning streak since the famed 2016 season that incidentally ended at the hands of Mike McCarthy and the Green Bay Packers for the Dallas Cowboys. Jared Wall says, I am wired on YouTube Live. We waited, people. We waited a very long time. We waited the whole bye week. We were all worried. What's going to happen? Dak Prescott's calf. Is he going to play? The Cowboys played with our emotions. He made the trip. He warmed up. We didn't know what was going to happen. The inactive list comes out. Dak Prescott's on it. And all of a sudden, we don't know exactly what to do or how to feel. Watsamata with a super chat. Thank you. Says, what do you get when you get the Dallas Cowboys takeaway? Dak, add Vikings refs. Still better than the Minnesota Vikings. That's the thing. This game, just like the win in New England, the Dallas Cowboys went on the road, faced enormous amount of adversity from a roster perspective, given that they were without Dak Prescott, given that Tyron Smith left the game. We'll get to those things. Uh, But near the end of the game, the final Vikings drive that ended in points for them, the field goal, the go-ahead field goal, before Cooper Rush took that thing by the horns. What's going on here? I mean, look, 
I don't want to be the guy that comes here and complains about officiating or referees or says that, you know, the league has it out for the Dallas Cowboys. I don't believe that by any stretch, but the that drive in particular, I have no idea why those penalties were called against Randy Gregory. I have no idea why if you're going to call the unsportsmanlike conduct, the late hit on Randy Gregory, why you're not going to call it on Leighton Vanderish for basically the same infraction. In fact, if you are saying that Randy Gregory is guilty of that, then Leighton Vanderish was far more guilty. That's all we want. We want some uniform here in the NFL. So NFL, hey, you know, maybe uh, take care of your product. That's what we want as uh, as viewers. Uh, Cody Griffith of the Super Chat says, this is an amazing football team. And is Diggs going to be okay? We will certainly keep you updated on the status of Trayvon Diggs. Uh, so far, nothing out yet, although we totally will see uh, what happens when players meet with the local media in their post-game sessions. Rex Morgan on YouTube says, I am stunned. Uh, I mean, seriously, this was you know, we, we like to talk about stealing games. We like to talk about taking games you're not supposed to win. And that's what good teams do. Nay, that's what elite teams do. Elite teams find ways to win games that not only are a coin flip of games, but that they're not supposed to. By every stretch, the Dallas Cowboys were not supposed to win this game. The Minnesota Vikings were supposed to win this game, get to four and three, maybe pretend that they were in contention in the NFC North at the very least in contention for a wild card. And you know what? For what it's worth, I think the Vikings could be a wild card team. Remember, there are three wild cards now, obviously in both conferences. And so this could be a matchup that we see later on down the line for the Cowboys. But man, I mean, this was supposed to be a loss. And you know what? If it had been a loss, we all would have come here in the postgame show here on the Blog of the Boys YouTube channel. Make sure you do subscribe. And we all would have said, you know what? They lost tonight, but it was an investment in the future. It's okay. Yes, we're pissed off. Yes, we're upset. But Dak's healthy. And that's what this is about. We want to make sure that Dak stays healthy for the entire season. We need Dak Prescott, etc. So we really, really, really want that. It's okay that they lost. We would have reasoned with ourselves that way, right? That's that's what we would have done. But we don't have to do that because this team is elite. Uh, Alf 88 throws up Cooper Rush's stat lines, 24 of 40, 325 yards, two touchdowns and one interception. Xavier Woods did what he could to get it back against the Cowboys, but uh, it was not enough. Casey Cooper, thank you for the super chat says great teams find ways to beat good teams. And they, uh, when they aren't supposed to, even with their backup quarterbacks, these Cowboys are the real deal. No question about it. And this is such an important point because I don't want it at all take away from Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott is MVP of the league. All right. I am as big of a Dak Prescott fan as you will find. We all love Dak Prescott. I'm grateful that we are reaching a point in society where everybody recognizes how good Dak Prescott is. But the reality of winning a Super Bowl is that it can't be just Dak Prescott. It can't. And, and that's what we want, right? We want to see Dak win MVP. We want to see Dak win comeback player of the year. We want to see Dak, you know, hoist that Lombardi up. But we want to see the Cowboys win that Super Bowl. And if that's going to happen, it cannot just be Dak Prescott. And that's why tonight's win is so important. That's why tonight's win is so invigorating because tonight is proof that the Dallas Cowboys can get it done in a moment of extreme adversity, in a moment without their main player, their MVP player, the heart and soul of their team, that they can find away. And you know what? None of you are going to want to hear this. I don't want to say none of you are going to want to hear this, but there's a sector of Cowboys fans who are not going to want to hear this. All credit in the world to Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy deserves an enormous amount of credit for tonight's win. In fact, if you are watching with us live, I know some of you watch it after the fact. Some of you listen. We do podcast this on the Blog and the Voice podcast network. If you're with us live, one word reaction, please, on YouTube and Facebook to the job that Mike McCarthy did tonight. The Cowboys won 20-16. Do we wish they would have put up more points, more yards, more razzle-dazzle? Of course. But Mike McCarthy, his lone sort of calling card during his time with the Green Bay Packers was that he always found ways to get things done. One of his most impressive victories actually happened at AT&T Stadium against the Dallas Cowboys when he came back from a halftime deficit against Tony Romo and Miles Austin and Des Bryant and all of our favorite players, and he beat the Cowboys with Matt Flynn of all people, and that's what Mike McCarthy knows how to do. Greg Courier says impressive. Rex Morgan, uh, well, excuse me, Majestic Detail says he did a great job tonight, honestly. Romeo's word is effective. Uh, Madison's word is redemption. Brandon's word is superior. Um... Fred, Fred Hold, uh, I think Fred Hold uh, Bates, excuse me, says smart play by Mike McCarthy. Clyde, too, says masterful. Rex Morgan was the one I was looking for. So it's brilliant. Seriously, this 
was this was a calculated risk for Mike McCarthy. And sometimes that's what it takes. It takes calculated risks. You have to be willing to stare down something in its face and man up to it. And that's something that Jason Garrett, unfortunately, was not able to do. The moment adversity struck the Dallas Cowboys under Jason Garrett, and I don't want to turn this into a conversation about him and how he wasn't good enough, but that is the difference. And I don't care how much you love Jason Garrett, whatever kind of Jason Garrett stand you are, there is no way on Earth, on Neptune, on Pluto, if it were still a planet, that Jason Garrett wins this game with the Dallas Cowboys. In fact, there's no way that Jason Garrett makes the call. I mean, it was bold, all right? This this was a really kind of lose-lose situation for Mike McCarthy because if the Cowboys had put Dak Prescott out there tonight and he had gotten hurt to a larger degree, they would have gotten killed. It would have been nothing but, you idiots, you risked him. Now the season's compromised. How could you? Blah, blah, blah. Why didn't you get a better backup quarterback? You know what? On the subject of all that, we all have to eat some serious crow when it comes to Cooper Rush, all right? Because we all sat here at the preseason. We said, Garrett Gilbert, Cooper Rush, they're terrible. Trade for Gardner Minshew. Look what the Philadelphia Eagles did. You got to do this. I mean, the Cowboys, just like they did with Terrence Steele, believed in their guy, Cooper Rush, and they called his number tonight on the road in Minnesota against a, a team that was better than their 3-3 three and three record suggested, and they delivered. So kudos to Mike McCarthy, to his whole staff, and kudos to our star of the game. I don't think there's any question that it would be this particular player. Cooper Rush, how about a round of applause wherever you're watching for Cooper Rush came in his first NFL start and delivered for the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, what a fantastic night for Cooper Rush that he would come in and he would lead the Dallas Cowboys to victory when none of us, all of us, none of us, not a single one of us thought this was possible. We all thought this was going to be a blowout. We thought the Cowboys were not going to be able to handle this, and they ultimately were because of the leadership, because of the coaching from Mike McCarthy and everybody. Carlton Smith with a great point here says that was a great time uh, timeout call by Mike McCarthy to get Gregory back on the field talking about the very end of the game as the Vikings were trying to get things done. Let's see here. Burmy Star says the fact that they let Rush throw that touchdown at the end was clutch. This is something I want to touch on. Uh, Burmy Star, early in contention for our uh, our MVP here on the live stream. I loved. I absolutely loved. And I think Zeke Elliott deserves an enormous amount of credit. That play to pick up the third down there right before the Cooper to Cooper touchdown, that might be the best play of Zeke Elliott's career. And that's not hyperbole either. But what I loved about everything, and, and this is where we have to also give Kellen Moore credit. You can you can give multiple people credit. It doesn't have to just go to Kellen Moore or just go to Dan Quinn. You can give it to Kellen and Quinn and Mike McCarthy and everybody involved. But what I loved is that the Cowboys did not turtle up. If you remember the game between these two teams, between the Dallas Cowboys and the Minnesota Vikings in 2019, that game was also on Sunday Night Football. However, it was at AT&T Stadium, not at U.S. Bank Stadium like it was tonight. The Cowboys needed a touchdown to win the game. Dak Prescott was a perfect 7-for-7 seven seven on that final drive kind of felt like the moment that he was establishing his MVP candidacy of that year. Obviously that season didn't go the way we wanted it to, but then the Cowboys got to the goal line and they turtled up. They handed the ball off to Zeke Elliott twice and they couldn't get things done. And they ultimately lost that game. And Jason Garrett threw Tavon Austin under the bus for the way he handled the punt that the Vikings had a little bit after that, this game, it would have made logical sense. And I think if the Cowboys had handed the ball off to Zeke or to Tony Pollard there at the very end, and they hadn't gotten in the end zone, we'd be sitting here and we'd be pissed off and we'd be arguing. We'd be sad. We'd be mad, et cetera. But we would have said, you know what? They gave it to their best players. They gave it to Ezekiel and they gave it to Tony Pollard. But what I love is that Kellen Moore trusted Cooper Rush, that they said, you know what? We're going to live and we're going to die in the air. We're going to let you throw this to Amari Cooper. We know that you're not Dak Prescott. We know that you're this quarterback that nobody believed in, but you're the guy who's taken us here to this point. And the Cowboys completely trusted Cooper Rush there at the very end. And that is a hard thing to do. That's a very difficult thing for coaching staffs to handle. And so the fact that Kellen Moore, Mike McCarthy, everybody involved, I mean, man alive, just what an incredible performance by the Cowboys coming off their bye. Second year in a row, the Cowboys have met the Vikings with both teams coming off their bye. Huge, huge, huge win as the Dallas Cowboys get to 6-1 and one on the season. It is our post-game show here on the Blog and the Boys YouTube channel. We appreciate all of you who are with us. To celebrate the 6-1 and one Dallas Cowboys, Clyde 2 Richards says, can the defense get some love? This is an explosive offense and defense stymied. Got to love how all three phases of the game stepped up. Cowboys defense was incredible tonight. And I think, you know, a lot of people have a lot of things to say about Kirk Cousins. He's a really memeable quarterback. I find Kirk Cousins to be better than most people think he is. I think he's and he's played really well this season. And in fact, you know, Kirk you know, at the very end here, it was a little bit touch and go for, in terms of I 
let me let me rephrase. I thought that Kirk had a chance to go down and get a game-winning touchdown because that's who the Vikings have been so far this season. Late in games, Kirk has managed to get his team in the position that they've needed to get. Now, a touchdown with no timeouts with less than a minute left is a difficult proposition for any quarterback, but Kirk Cousins is better than people think. And so the fact that, you know, the Cowboys stymied him all game long really says a lot. Justin Jefferson didn't have the game that many people thought he was going to have. And so I mean, kudos to the Cowboys defense. Trayvon Diggs did not get an interception for the first time this season, but that's okay. The Cowboys played great team defense. Irving, Thatcher, thank you for the super chat, says they did not run the ball the last two minutes. They uh, they were all passes, and they really trusted Cooper Rush. Amazing. That's the point we're talking about here, is the Cowboys trusted the system. They trusted their offense. They trusted, even though it was not Dak Prescott, and that says a lot. Again, I don't want to say or imply or infer that Dak Prescott is not valuable to the Cowboys. He is the heartbeat of this team. They will only go as far as Dak Prescott takes them. But that is seriously an incredible sign that the Cowboys were willing to put that much trust into Cooper Rush's hands and that they didn't just turtle up and say, we're going to hand the ball off to Zeke Elliott three times at the goal line. And that would have maybe worked but I love the boldness. I love the aggression. I love the confidence from the Cowboys and their play callers and how they feel about the offense as a whole. Well done by the Cowboys. Well done to Kellen Moore. Well done to all of you. We have over 1,000 people with us live celebrating the 6-1 and one Dallas Cowboys. Nobody thought it was possible. Nobody, but you did. I know that you did because you always believed in this team, your team. Brian, thank you for the Super Chat, says, is Gregory playing for the Vikings now? Felt like he spent more time in that backfield than Cousins did. I think we're at a point now in the season where if you if you if you ask yourself who's the best defensive player on the Dallas Cowboys it's difficult to argue against Randy Gregory. I know that Trayvon Diggs has had the interceptions and it's been awesome. Micah Parsons certainly has a case, but it is very difficult to argue against Randy Gregory. He might bring the biggest impact. And again, seriously, what's up with the penalties there at the very end, you know, NFL, get your act together here. But Randy Gregory and what he means to this team, huge sack. I mean, just a huge presence tonight against the Vikings, a big reason why the Cowboys defense was able to have the success that it was. Randy Gregory, arguably the most important Dallas Cowboys defender on the team. Murder, she wrote with a super chat, says Cooper to Cooper. What a game. Incredible. Uh, I did see this tweet from NFL Research. Uh, let's see here. Uh, the Cooper Rush to Amari Cooper touchdown is the first in NFL history where the passer's first name, Cooper Rush, obviously, and receiver's last name and Amari Cooper name are an exact match. The Cowboys also have the only pass touchdown where the passer's last and receiver's first to an exact match, obviously, last year, Andy Dalton and Dalton Schultz. By the way, the Cowboys are saying that Tyron Smith has a sprained ankle. Jabril Cox has a sprained knee. They do not have an update on Trayvon Diggs as of yet. So it's hard to know exactly how long Trayvon, excuse me, Tyron Smith and Jabril Cox could be out. And I know that when you hear that, you might say, oh man, I got to panic. I, I don't like that. Tyron Smith out, et cetera, blah, blah. You know, Jabril Cox, important to this team, obviously. But you know what? The Cowboys found a way. When, uh, excuse me. The Cowboys found a way to win without Dak Prescott, and I don't mean to diminish or to minimize the importance or the value that Tyron Smith brings to this team. This team is very different without Tyron Smith. We all fully, completely acknowledge that. But if this team, this is something the Cowboys did something tonight against the Vikings that we've. When was the last time we saw this? If if you have an answer, I I doubt that you do. But if you have an answer, I'm very curious. When was the last time the Cowboys earned? the trust that they earned with you tonight because that's what happened here tonight the Cowboys earned some trust from us as as fans right we're willing to trust them you know what Cowboys you think you can win without Dak Prescott you call your shot you pull it off good for you they have earned that benefit of the doubt we absolutely completely should totally trust them now they clearly are very well aware of what they're doing they have earned that when is the last time that they did that and again I will await your answer because not to say I don't believe in you but I doubt you can come up with an answer so that being said Tyron Smith potentially missing time with this sprained ankle, you know, whatever the situation is going to be with Jabril Cox. We'll see about Trayvon Diggs as well. I am actually Eric Bell had a great answer here. Game one of the 2016 season. The Cowboys did lose that that opening game against the New York Giants, but obviously they, they ripped off 11 in a row after that with rookie Dak Prescott. So maybe that's the last time. I mean. Seriously, I mean, now, Jawan Horton says 2014. I disagree with you, Jawan, because that season, Tony Romo had to miss a game against the Arizona Cardinals, and the Cowboys got trounced in it. And in fact, it proved that the Cowboys were reliant and dependent upon Tony Romo and couldn't win a game in terms of, you know, just coaching, right? They didn't have that in them, and they seem to have that now, which is an important quality. You have to have this quality. In fact, you know, I'm reminded of two years ago when the Kansas City Chiefs also on Sunday Night Football played against the Green Bay Packers and did so without Patrick Mahomes. And everybody thought, man, what's going to happen? They lost that game. 
But, you know, you have to have that guy. You have to have that backup that if your starter has to miss a game or two games or three games, just that tiny little stretch that can get you by, that can even go 500. And the Cowboys have not had that specifically at the quarterback position. So the fact that they do now is a reason to trust them. Jason Travis, thank you for the super chat, says this team is different than years past. I can definitely see Dak hoisting that Lombardi trophy. And the thought gives me chills. How about them boys? Well said, Jason. So back to the point on Tyron and Jabril Cox and Trayvon Diggs. And soon we're going to get to our winners and losers. So if you have any winners and losers or honorable mentions from tonight's game, I want to hear them very soon. But I trust the Dallas Cowboys and you should trust the Dallas Cowboys where if Tyron Smith has to miss time, they will be okay. The Cowboys are in an incredible position, people. All right, they're six and one, and they have two extremely winnable games coming up on Sunday. The Dallas Cowboys, and by the way, the next two Cowboys games are at home. Three of the next four games are at home for the Cowboys on Sunday. A week from now, the Cowboys host the Denver Broncos, and shout out to them for beating the Washington Football Team. But they suck. All right, there's no nobody's going to sit here and you know pretend that the Broncos are intimidating. After that, the Dallas Cowboys get the Atlanta Falcons, who you know were a little bit cute early on today, but lost to the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers have lost four games in a row and then the Falcons lost to them and so I mean the Cowboys have two very soft relative to the rest of their schedule games coming up and so if Tyron Smith has to miss a game hey it's fine if Jabril Cox has to miss a game if if Trayvon Diggs has to miss a game nobody wants that to happen but the Cowboys have earned our trust what I will say when it comes to Tyron Smith maybe it's time to put in Lyle Collins all right that's the other thing by the way before we get to winners and losers here all right Lyle Collins returned from suspension this week and, you know, and Danny's already obviously here with a comment on Facebook says Lyle can play the left side. I actually think that you put Lyle back at the right side and you kick Terrence Steele over to left. But we'll see about that. Maybe the Cowboys, you know, you, we could argue that we'll talk about that on Tuesday. We have live streams every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Central time here on the blog and the boys YouTube channel. But um, the Cowboys, Mike McCarthy called his shot. Lyle Collins returned from suspension and Mike McCarthy said, you know what, Lyle, we're pissed off. Whatever. You've let us down. You're not trustworthy. Whatever you want to believe that Mike McCarthy believes. And we're going to start Terrence Steele. And guess what? Mike McCarthy's team, they won. Every decision that Mike McCarthy has made this season, the team is backed up. And so it's difficult to not give the man his props. He is coaching like one of the very best coaches in the NFL right now. Vince, uh, already getting ahead of ourselves, says, I'd rest Dak if he's not 100% now that Rush was able to pull off a dub. Defense carried them to the win, though. They made this game winnable. I think the general consensus is that Dak should be fine for next week's game against the Broncos. But you're right. I mean... The level of trust in Cooper Rush is obviously higher than it has ever been. Rich D, thank you for the Super Chat, says, should Cooper Rush start against the Broncos if Dak isn't 100%? Guess this is what you guys want to talk about. And again, this is your post-game show. So I will ask the room, all right? I will ask the room, yes or no? Actually, not yes or no. I don't want to get confused. Cooper or Dak? Let's assume that Dak is not 100%, all right? Let's assume Dak is 90 to 95%, all right? With that being the case, would you start Cooper or Dak Prescott next week against the Denver Broncos because there's merit to starting. And here's the thing. If the Cowboys had lost this game against the Vikings, it would have sucked. We would have been pissed off and it's a loss to an NFC team. If you're going to lose a game, and I say this every year and I don't want to lose any games, but if you're going to lose, you want to lose to an AFC team. Those games mean the least. And so if it's the Broncos, you lose again, not ideal, but it's far from the least painful thing or the most painful thing possible. Most of you are saying Dak Prescott, Dak Prescott, et cetera. Danny Mitchell says if Dak is not 100 percent, then no. This is the most important qualifier because we've been talking so far this evening, our live YouTube show here or on Facebook as well. Make sure you subscribe to the Blog and the Boys YouTube channel. The Dallas Cowboys have done something now that, again, hasn't been done in a very long time. They've they've bought currency, right? The, the Cowboys now have house money. That's that's what they have. This win is house money for the Dallas Cowboys. They were not supposed to get to 6-1. and one. None of us had them get into 6-1, and one, you know, three hours ago, four hours ago, when Cooper Rush was the guy who was going to start. They have now earned some house money. So what happens when you have the biggest stack of chips and the big blind rolls around? You can be a little bit more aggressive. You can bet things that you wouldn't have bet before. You get a hand that you don't like. You get that, like, jack forehand. Nah, I don't like that. I mean, you can be a little bit more aggressive. You can be a little bit more spicy with it because you have the biggest chip stack at the table. The Dallas Cowboys have that. And so... This this gives them the freedom to say what Danny Mitchell's comment says right here. If Dak is not 100%, then no. Think about the times. like think. 
I mean, I realize this was a decade ago, but think about the fact that Tony Romo once had to play a game with a punctured lung, all right, for the Dallas Cowboys because they were so inept and, you know, unable to do anything without him, right? Like, that's that's what it's been. The situation with for the Cowboys historically when it comes to their starting quarterback has been a matter of, can you walk? Okay, great. Then you're playing on Sunday. But now, because the Dallas Cowboys have this big chip stack, now the Cowboys have this currency. Now the Cowboys can say, you know what, Dak? You're only at 95%. Don't worry, man. We got this. We got Cooper Rush. All right. So why don't you go ahead? You get right. You get healthy, Dak, because we have an opportunity to continue to win without you, which is the mark and the calling card of elite teams. So good for them. Uh, Watsamata, excuse me here, uh, says uh, not a question of not 100%, question of the chance of re-aggravating the injury, and they are acting like that is the case. Agree with you here. You got to be smart. You can't come out and have Dak Prescott throw the ball 50 times or anything like that. So we'll see what ultimately happens here. Again, it is something that is going to obviously be a talking point, a discussion point as the week rolls on. But the Cowboys right now, huge winners, huge, huge, huge winners. By the way, we will get to winners. Kyle Barber, uh, shout out to our friend from Baltimore Beatdown, SB Nation's home for Baltimore Ravens content, says RJ takes speed talking to another level. How can you not speed talk? How can you not be happy? How can you not just be shot with adrenaline? The Dallas Cowboys are 6-1. and one. They're one of the very best teams in the NFL. They have one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. They have one of the best wide receiving groups in the NFL. They have one of the best coaching staffs in the NFL. And they have a defense that, when called upon, can get the job done. These are things that we are not used to as Dallas Cowboys fans. And so it is nice uh, that this is the case here. All right, let's get to winners and losers. Then we'll get to some highlights if we have some time. Of course, we'll have some time. We're here to have some fun, people. Winner, Cooper Rush. I mean, you know, duh. Duh. All right. Now I write about these every week at bloggingtheboys.com. So I'll definitely, uh, you know, lay this out a little bit more when it comes to that. But we've talked about Cooper, how awesome he is. Good job, Cooper Rush. Proud of you. Love you. Winner. Randy Gregory. I mean, man alive. Randy Gregory. We've been talking about him. He is arguably the best defensive player on the Dallas Cowboys. Leonard Fletcher says Randy Gregory is playing angry. That's bad news for the NFL. Claude Cook says Gregory is a beast. Totally agree. I mean, Randy Gregory, again, playing. I don't even know how to describe how Randy Gregory is playing, by the way, making sure we're not missing anything. Mike McCarthy, uh, uh, a tweet here, a quote from Mike McCarthy said, he's not being ignorant, but says we had full confidence we could win this game. Good for you, Mike McCarthy. You did have full confidence. You laid out your bet and you won. So good for you. You had full confidence. You pulled it off. Congratulations to you. We are proud of you. Now, Andre, cutting straight to the chase here. Uh, if you have winners or losers, be like Andre. Or Yeah, I've lost your um, your comment, Andre. Here we go. Be like Andre. Get it in. It says winners, Rush, Parsons, Gregory, Cooper, and Cedric Wilson. I like the way you think, Andre. Winner, Cedric Wilson, people. Winner, what a what a, a star Cedric Wilson has been for the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, what a just perfect answer he has been. And I don't want to just like, I don't want to minimize it to say he's only been an answer. Like he hasn't, you know, been this great complimentary piece on his own. But obviously the Cowboys have been dealing without Michael Gallup. By the way, since Michael Gallup and Demarcus Lawrence went down, the Dallas Cowboys are 6-0. and oh. I would put it to you to find another one if you disagree with me. The Dallas Cowboys are the best team in the NFL at handling adversity this season. Their depth is obviously a huge reason for that. Players like Cedric Wilson making plays like this. He has. Third and eight. Fired over the middle. Caught on the run by Cedric Wilson. And Wilson inside the 10 all the way to the end zone. Cedric Wilson. We talked about the fact that Cooper Rush knows him as well as anybody because they have played so much on the scout team in practice. They're just going to try and do a typical cover two defense. The safety split, and then it's supposed to be McKenzie Alexander running down the field with that middle. What do you say? What, I mean, what do you say except for? He did it again. He let look. I'm, I'm pumped about Cooper Rush. You're pumped about Cooper Rush. But if Cedric Wilson wants to play quarterback, I say we let him. He sent four receivers this time. Down to the left side. Wilson is looking to throw. Keeps his eyes downfield. Throws caught. Hits Lamb all the way to the 23 yard line. So it took forever for the play to develop, but Lamb kept going downfield. Touch to the outside, and Wilson finds him. Lamb to 35. Excuse me, Al. Lamb just stuck with this thing. He went to the ground almost, was waving his hand down the field. Great, great, great team offense there. CD Lamb keeping the play alive, keeping his 
quarterback in the mix, <laughs> Cedric Wilson. I mean, just you love to see it. CeeDee Lamb had a critical drop, wanted to put him on the winner's list. Just, man, it's tough. And I wanted to put Tony Pollard on the winner's list or at least the honorable mentions list because Tony Pollard, man, you know, just missed the block on Xavier Woods. It led to the fumble. Could have been costly, obviously. So if you have a moment like that, it's hard to get you on the winner's list. Uh, Mary Miles, I like this category here. It says most important plays, Amari Cooper, Zeke run in the last minutes, a show of leadership on team by both said Wilson, CeeDee Lamb, the entire defense. You mentioned it, Mary. The Zeke Elliott run. This Again, I said it a little while ago. This is arguably, and tell me if you agree or disagree, the best slash most impressive slash most important, however you want to put it, play of Zeke Elliott's Dallas Cowboys career. Yard on this play. Over the middle. Elliott. Elliott is going to take it for a first down and goal to the four-yard line. I mean, like to to get that first down because if Zeke doesn't get that first down, it, the Cowboys the Cowboys kicking that field goal right. Like we can all sit here and say the cowardice and everything like that, but they're kicking that field goal. That's the right call. They kick the field goal. Who knows if Minnesota gets a field goal? Because at that point, all Minnesota needs is a field goal to win the game. Maybe it goes to overtime. There's so many more questions. There's so many more variables that come into play, but they didn't because of that play from Zeke Elliott. What? an incredible play from Zeke Elliott. I mean, that was all him. You could point to very specific moments and very specific reasons, and in fact, very specific people as to why the Dallas Cowboys won on Sunday night. Zeke Elliott certainly high among them. Rich D says Zeke's power run to get a much-needed first down to set up a touchdown to Cooper. Winner, Zeke, very much agree. I mean, man alive, just what, I mean, that's a great play. I mean, there's there's no, you know, we could sit here and try to gloss it up, but man, that was such a great play. By the way, you guys on the subject of uh, Zeke's greatest play are mentioning the game winner against the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's fine. You know, if you want to say that, I'm not going to fight you on that. But, but the good news is there's a lot of competition for this particular category. Lonnie, thank you for the Super Chat, says this wasn't a if Rush win. Keep going with Rush. The win was tough, and Rush barely changed plays based on what the defense showed. We need Dak if he can go. Yeah, I mean, there's there's an argument to be made that, you know, you don't want to be too cute. You don't want to think that you can just all of a sudden start Cooper Rush all the time and win. Uh, it's certainly difficult to have that happen week to week in the NFL. But the fact that it happened at all was, I mean, seriously, so impressive. Melissa says there's so much talent on this team. I'm so excited. Been waiting over 20 years to see this team back on top again. Chris Trout says winners, Diggs, Lewis, and Brown held them to 177 passing yards and held Jefferson to 21 yards. You know, Anthony Brown had a rough moment early on when he fell down and Justin Jefferson almost made an incredible play, but Anthony Brown also had a huge stop where he popped the ball loose on third down, forced the Vikings to punt. I mean, Anthony Brown doesn't get the pizzazz that Trayvon Diggs does. So, you know, people tend to bag on, on Anthony Brown sometimes, but man, he is, he's consistent at the very least for the Dallas Cowboys. That's something that you want, obviously from all your players, let alone from your veterans. Uh, Anthony says, love the blog and the boys polo RJ. Thank you very much, Anthony. By the way, tomorrow is our sixth victory polo Monday in a row. If you wear a polo, not even a polo, a cap, t-shirt, scarf, you paint your nails, whatever the case may be, take a picture, tweet it at us, put it on Instagram, tag us. I'm at RJ Ocho on both. And we will celebrate victory polo Monday like we have been doing for over a month now we're you know I'm starting to run out of polos people I'm gonna have to head out to the Cowboys pro shop and get some let's see here Cal Hook says Woods missed tackle on Zeke Weiss gone and so uh cornerback stepped up more soon as Joseph was active lol boss man fat was in here hey people boss man fat got some action going on uh Crystal Cameron says I'm stoked for my boys Joel just says Cooper Rush I love it I love the good vibes here I mean everybody uh Reggie Owens says winner Amari Cooper clutch you know what Reggie I agree with you Amari Cooper huge winner huge 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 winner I don't want to hear it you know somebody in your life I don't know exactly who but you have that friend that family member that co-worker whoever it is that's like man you know Amari Cooper's always hurt tell them to get out of here all right tell them to get out of here because Amari Cooper is so clutch I mean Amari Cooper will just I it's it's not even you can't even like you can't even describe it you know I like to think I I'm good with words and I can't describe what Amari Cooper is he comes up with clutch play after clutch play after clutch play for the Dallas Cowboys look at this how does this happen Goes to the left side Rush comes this way with the throw and Cooper juggles and he's gonna make the catch at the 40-yard line at a Barnum and Bailey over Breland, and then Smith was there. Magical, <laughs> magical. Unbelievable. Off of Breland's chest as well. That was as good as Biotish's play earlier. Right there, Breland kind of pops it up. 
Clutch, man. Clutch. Just a number of clutch plays from different players. Kevin says, we got lucky on that highlight. Should have been an interception. Hey, you know what, though? Sometimes that's what happens. Sometimes you get lucky. And sometimes you have to be clutch in a moment that is a little bit unexpected. And that's what Amari Cooper did here tonight. What an incredible moment. Uh, Trish Roscoe Cleary says, thank you, Cowboys, for the win for my birthday tomorrow. Happy early birthday to you, Trish. Uh, Marlon says, Amari Cooper, best in the NFL. I mean, look, Amari Cooper's amazing. Samuel says Amari Cooper was clutch. Uh, Joel has a comment, says, I love Cooper. It's a family show, Joel, so not putting it up on the screen, but, you know, appreciate your enthusiasm. Uh, let's see here. Larry Wright says Amari mossed that dude for a touchdown. Amari Cooper is a winner for us, and Amari Cooper had the game winner. First and goal. To the end zone, and it is held for the touchdown. Cooper. Amari Cooper over Cameron Dantzler. What a moment. I mean, what a what a moment for Cooper Rush's family. I mean, I, I it was awesome, right? I mean, like we all agree, it was super awesome to see the broadcast continually showing them. That is a night. There are Cowboys games that we never forget, right? There, you can. There are some Cowboys games somewhere in your memory where you remember where you were, who you watched it with, the jersey you were wearing, what you had to eat, how you spilled it on the jersey, whatever. You remember every little tiny detail of that game because it was exhilarating. And this is a moment. I mean, obviously, they're a little bit more attached to this than your average Cowboys fan. This is a moment that the Rush family will never forget in their lives. What an incredible moment for Cooper Rush and his family. Huge win, Sunday night football, quarterbacking the Dallas Cowboys to keep them alive when nobody thought they could do it. I mean, just what an impressive outing. And let's not forget, Cooper Rush is an important person. I tweeted this before the game. Cooper Rush is the reason that Kellen Moore is the Cowboys offensive coordinator. You might have forgotten that, but when Cooper Rush went undrafted in 2017 out of Central Michigan, he fought his way onto the Cowboys roster, fought his way onto the 53-man roster after the preseason period, and was so good that the Cowboys finally decided to cut then-backup quarterback Kellen Moore and pushed him into the coaching profession. Then last year, when Mike McCarthy took over, the Cowboys actually cut Cooper Rush, and the New York Giants signed him because Jason Garrett is that predictable. The Giants said goodbye. The Cowboys brought him back. He beat out Garrett Gilbert. I mean, man, just what a tale that Cooper Rush is and has been for the Dallas Cowboys. Incredible story. Let's just let's do it. Let's you know, Disney Plus has a billion things now. Let's just you know, let's just get a story about Cooper Rush on Disney Plus at this point. Joel says Cooper Rush did it. Proud of him. Very much agreed. F. Kit Crunch says, good moment, yes, but let's get back to Dak and focus on the Broncos. Yes, totally agree. Brian says, give us stats for key offensive players, RJ, please. Here's the thing. I mean, I don't – this was not a great statistical game, right? You know, this isn't a game that, you know, you're going to win your fantasy football league off of unless you had Amari Cooper. I, I doubt you're – maybe you're in a league you're playing Cedric Wilson, but Amari Cooper's kind of the only one here that really had a, a notable night in the stat sheet. Not a big day uh, in a statistical sense for – Dalton Schultz, you know, he's obviously been somebody that's gone off. Just was, things weren't there for him. Uh, but every Cowboy, this was kind of a do-your-job game, right? You know, not a, you know, be shiny in, in the box score type of game. So it is what it is. Uh, TSW, thank you, says Cooper Rush is going to Wally Pip Deck. Let's slow down, TSW. Let's slow down. I appreciate the enthusiasm. I appreciate where you're coming from. I'm enjoying the moment as much as you are. But let's slow down here with talking about Dak Prescott. QB1 is coming back. So uh, don't worry. <laughs> Toddster, by the way, noted Tyler Biotis got a pass reception. That was awesome. I mean, that that was super awesome. I mean, it was kind of terrifying in the moment, if I'm being honest, but that definitely was uh, was awesome. David Medina, taking one for all of us, by the way, says, I lost my fantasy week because I was against Cooper, happily taking that loss. We've all been there. You know, we've all lost a game because a Cowboys player got us. Hey, you know, you're right, though. You, you'll always take the Cowboys win over uh, you know, fantasy when it is what it is. Uh, Brian says, I've got a Mario on my fantasy team. I also played Pollard as my flex. Good for you guys, believing in them. Uh, let's see here. Craig says, total nail-biter. Rush proved the world, myself included. Wrong. I'll eat them crows proudly. That's right. I mean, we're going to eat crows. we got a lot of crow in the freezer. All right, we're eating crow soup. We're eating crow casserole. We're eating crow pie. I mean, we got a lot of crow to eat, you know, for Cooper Rush. I mean, we did not believe in him in a number of different ways. By the way, can we talk about, just very briefly, the Vikings are terrible. All right. I'm pumped just like you are the Cowboys won. But man, if you're the if you're a Vikings fan, like how do you 
how do you watch the rest of the season? You just lost to Cooper Rush in his first start. And to be clear, we're talking about the greatest quarterback in the history of the world, Cooper Rush, but still, like, man, just a terrible loss for the Minnesota Vikings coming off their bye. I mean, what they caught a break to not have to play Dak Prescott, and they still lost. Yikes. Um, anyway, let's keep going here. Um, I don't want to turn the tide too much, but it's time to talk some losers. And uh, this one's easy. I don't know if it's going uh, to disagree. Bradley and I, uh, the Cowboys got to stop defensively um and Bradley and I decides to jump off sides keeps the Vikings drive alive Minnesota gets a field goal when they otherwise were going to punt I mean this game came down to the wire the Cowboys were down by three at the very end when Cooper found Cooper and if that does not happen then things are not as touch and go Bradley and I had a really rough moment in this game and you hate to see it uh so you know hey uh it you know what, what can you do? It is what it is. Bradley and I on the loser list. Uh, also on the loser list, and this pains me, people, all right? Tyron Smith, all right? And it's not his fault. I mean, Tyron Smith got hurt. Uh, so, you know, don't want to penalize a guy for getting hurt. But it's, you know, it's it's diff- it's a difficult proposition at this point. So it's just – it's not really Tyron. It's a, it's a loser. It's just the situation is a loser because you're – you know, it's hard to adjust that quickly in game, especially when you have to rely on Ty Inseki, who, again, tough cookies here, made the loser list. Not a lot of losers, thankfully, because the Cowboys, you know, got the dub. Uh, but, you know, not not a great night at left tackle. We'll just say that. Uh, now, uh, Alex, thank you for the Super Chats. It's the McCarthy, Moore, and Cooper, and Cooper law firm. It's a very long law firm. I don't know many business cards that's fitting in, uh, but, you know, it is what it is. Jawan Horton says, there's 5,000 people in the Vikings postgame broadcast crying. Tell them to come over here. Celebrate the good times with us. Uh, Chris Trout says, loser Tony Pollard for blowing his blocking assignment on the fumble by Rush. Nearly got him killed. I didn't put him on the losers list, but I don't have a problem with that uh, because it's tough. And if you wanted to put CD Lamb on the losers list, again, I wouldn't fight you on it just because he had that critical drop on third down. And we all love CD Lamb, but if you're going to be, you know, the guy, you can't have those drops. And that's, you know, it's tough cookies. Garrett says loser Trayvon Diggs. Not the best game for Trayvon Diggs. Obviously didn't have the interception, but, you know, we've just kind of grown accustomed to a higher standard. Um, So, you know, Trayvon Diggs had some rough moments uh, early on from a penalty standpoint. So um, it is what it is. Let's see here. Um, A lot of you have Greg Zerline as a loser. Gene says, loser the kicker. Time to get another one. I'm very surprised that I'm going to say this. I think we need to relax on Greg Zerline. All right. Now, I've been here on the postgame show on the Blog of the Boys YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe, by the way, please, pretty please. Um, and I've been very critical of Greg Zerline and very critical of John Fossil and very critical of the Cowboys special teams as a whole. But generally speaking, Greg Zerline is among the more reliable kickers in the NFL. I mean, and that's just kind of the state of kicking in the NFL. I'm not saying I feel great about Greg Zerline, but I mean, he missed tonight and that sucks, but he has generally been somewhat reliable, somewhat stable for a while. And so I I don't have a huge problem with Greg Zerline. Austin Hall says, who are y'all going to replace Zerline with? That's a good question. Um, you know, a lot of people note that Kai Forbath went 10 of 10 on kicks with the Cowboys in 2019. I don't think that option is worth exploring. Again, I, I'm not trying to say like, oh, we're satisfied with average, satisfied with mediocre, whatever the case may be. But I don't have like I don't have the biggest problem with Greg Zerlin right now. I, you know, if I have problems with things on the Cowboys, he's not in my top five. Um, as uh, Walter says, there are no other kickers that are better. You know, it's kind of it is what it is. Uh, Bree Bree Nick says winner rushes dad. Seriously. Wholesome. I mean, what a great moment. Just, you know. What a wholesome moment. I mean, that that moment was like your, the first bite of a cinnamon roll. You know what I mean? Just like filled my body with warmth. Uh, so awesome moment uh, for the Cooper Rush family. Uh, great job all around. Uh, how about them boys? It's Cobra Kai. Um, you know, so yeah, anyway. Um, Baylor Kim says Lyle Collins needs to play. I bet you he will. I bet you he will. Uh, I'm making sure. Let's see here. Micah Parsons um, said uh, you've got to be the it factor is what he told himself coming into this game. Great job, obviously, by Micah Parsons. Still no, you know, word uh, just checking here uh, on Trayvon Diggs. But, um, yeah, I think Lyle Collins will play this coming this coming week, at least at the very least. But Lyle Collins, you know, in it fullback. Uh, Larry says, I hold my breath every kick when it comes to Greg's airline. I get it. But there's, you know, there's no there's no real option, uh, I think, for 
for quicker. I mean, Greg Zerline's better. My point is, he's better than we think he is, um, is, is what it is. Uh, Juan asked for this, people. It says, Astros game update. The Houston Astros just won game five of the World Series, nine to five, the final score, heading back to Houston on Tuesday night. The, the week of sports continues. We've had something every night this week. Tomorrow, we've got Monday Night Football. Tuesday, we've got game six. And if the Astros win, it will push things to a game seven. So, We'll see. But uh, the Houston Astros did win tonight. I am an Astros fan. Yes, I've heard all the jokes. It is what it is. But anyway, uh, Justin says, winner, Parsons, 10 tackles, four tackles for loss. Totally agree. Totally agree. In fact, Micah Parsons is on the winner's list. Micah Parsons is, I mean, at, at a certain point, it becomes it becomes scary to believe it, right? Because we can sit here and we could talk about it. The Cowboys have one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. They have some of the best wide receivers in the NFL. They have you know, when healthy, one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. They have one of the best tight ends in the NFL. They have one of the best running games in the NFL. They have one of the best, you know, pass rushers in the NFL. They have one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL. Can they really have the best defensive rookie in the NFL? Like, it just feels silly. You know, it feels, it feels like we're being homers here. But Micah Parsons is incredible. He had so many important stops. Again, the four tackles for loss tonight against the Minnesota Vikings really rebounded well after the tough game by his standards in New England. I mean, Micah Parsons has completely changed the identity of the Cowboys defense good for him good for us Rich D uh thank you for the super chat says love the pass by Wilson uh to CD Lamb we have our third BU quarterback ha 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 that's right I mean look if it comes down to Will Greer or Cedric Wilson I know where I'm leaning and that is in Cedric Wilson's uh direction Colby says let's see here Colby I've lost it it's hard to believe see that's the thing like again it feels crazy to think about this but it's hard to believe this defense still doesn't have Lawrence or Gallimore Demarcus Lawrence Neville Gallimore you could throw Tristan Hill in there as well Brent Urban didn't play in this game uh Maurice Kennedy I mean if you want to you know include everybody here I mean this Cowboys defense had an amazing performance tonight against the Minnesota Vikings and did it without you know we talk best defensive players Demarcus Lawrence is their best defensive player I know you think he sucks I know you think he doesn't get sacks Demarcus Lawrence is awesome and when he gets back the Cowboys defense is going to be that much better so it is nuts I mean it is it actually does not make logical sense that the Cowboys have managed to be this good defensively without Demarcus Lawrence uh let's see here Adam I like this question from Adam we haven't like asked this so um your answers, please. Who won the game, defense or offense? You have to give credit one way or the other. I really like this question, actually. Defense or offense? For the Cowboys, who won the game for the Dallas Cowboys? David says defense. You could totally make that case. I mean, they held the Vikings to 16 points. If you do that, shout out Dick LeBeau. I mean, you're generally going to win games in the NFL. Every single person is saying defense, man. I mean, every single one is, I don't see anybody saying offense. Um, nobody wants to say offense. None of you are standing up for Cooper rush. Wow. It's really, it really says a lot about you guys. Right? No, nobody's, nobody's coming to bat for Cooper rush. Uh, look, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna pretend that the Cowboys, uh, Samuel, Samuel says, no one says offense. Everyone says defense. This was a huge defensive game for the Dallas Cowboys. Shout out to Danny Phantom, one of our fantastic contributors at blogontheboys.com. One for 13 third down conversions for the Vikings. Isidro says defense all the way. Um, again, I would like to give some credit to the Cowboys offense. I know none of you are saying the Cowboys offense did nothing. Um, but, I mean, and and when was the last time? You know, when was the last time the Cowboys defense won a game like this? Um it's tough. I mean, it's it's tough to think of of one that we feel good about. The Cowboys defense just showed up and won. I mean, generally, it's, you know, the Cowboys had gone forever, you know, without winning, without scoring 30 points. The Cowboys scored 20 points tonight and won. That says a lot. Oh, Paul with the comment of the night here says, coaching won this game. Great point. Great point here. I mean, just a fantastic job by Mike McCarthy, Kellen Moore, Dan Quinn, everybody involved. I mean, they they rolled some dice, right? They rolled some dice. Oh, Tyler Cutright says New Orleans a couple of years ago. Yeah, 2018, that's a great point there uh, in terms of defense winning the game for the Cowboys. But the Cowboys called their shot. They, they called their shot, and they said, we're going to try to win this game without Dak Prescott. We think we can do it, and we think we can have our cake and eat it too. Because if we can pull this off, if we can do this, it sets us up for the long term. I mean, it would have been the the smart decision if the Cowboys had lost, right? I, that, that would have been the case here. If the Cowboys had lost this game, I know it would be hard for people to see and to admit, but it would have been, it still would have been the right decision for the Dallas Cowboys to have arrested Dak Prescott and not gambled his health for the long term of this season. 
but they decided to be conservative. They decided to try and win the game without him, and they pulled it off. I mean, they, they did, and they deserve an enormous amount of credit for that. I mean, that's not, that is not a decision. The, just the decision to sit Dak Prescott, it's not a decision that a lot of coaches would, would have the gall to pull off. Uh, the Theo Fly podcast, thank you for the Super Chat, says winner Mike McCarthy, man coached a good game time, seemed in control and decisive. His interaction with Gregory was firm but reassuring. And seriously, I think we have to give Mike McCarthy his credit. You know, people love to talk about other coaches in the NFL and how they're great at this. They're not great at this. Mike McCarthy has, you know, issues with time management. Do you see the way Mike Zimmer handled the end of the first half here in this game? It was awful. I mean, it was it was disgusting. Mike McCarthy trusted his team. He believed in his team, and he was right. Mike McCarthy is the coach of one of the best teams in the NFL, and they carry his disposition. And that is something that has not happened for this team in a very, very long time. I think Mike McCarthy is the biggest winner here. Um, still, uh, I, I see one of you saying that Diggs has a sprained ankle, but I don't see any firm update here. Um, Mike, uh, let's see here. Amari Cooper says uh, he's still nursing his hamstring, so uh, we'll see about that. But Mike McCarthy deserves credit and Tyler Cutright says I love seeing Mike McCarthy chew out Bradley and I that's a great point you know Mike McCarthy was firm but reassuring I love that that verbiage there with Randy Gregory there at the end but he also got on to Bradley and I Mike McCarthy has instilled accountability and that is something that has been lacking from this team for a very long time he has instilled accountability in a number of different senses I'm telling you and you can agree or disagree the Dallas Cowboys of old do not win this game they don't they do not win this game. They fold. They fold and they say, well, we didn't have Dak. You know, sorry. We didn't have Dak. Tyron got hurt. You know, Amari had a hamstring issue. You know, what would what, you expect us to do? Mike McCarthy does not bend to that. Mike McCarthy says, okay, you know what? This sucks. Let's find a way. Let's get it done. Let's, let's do it. Mike McCarthy's Dallas Cowboys went undefeated in October. They went undefeated in the month of October. It's pretty cool, right? Mike McCarthy's Dallas Cowboys went undefeated in the month of October. Lil Boats says, just saw Diggs sprained ankle. We'll get reevaluated tomorrow. We'll totally, we'll certainly see what happens there. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, all together, and that's why we're seeing, you know, sitting here, and we mentioned this a little while ago, we're, we're worried now about the status of Tyron Smith and Jabril Cox and Trayvon Diggs. What's going to happen? Are they going to play next week? Mike McCarthy's got it. Right. I mean, this is this is who he's been. He's been the guy that in the he loves to talk about how it took the 70 whatever players in 2010 to win the Super Bowl for the Green Bay Packers. He does not fold. And this has been a team that has folded far more often than not, uh, which has you know been frustrating if you've been a Dallas Cowboys fan. Uh, Joel says the refs tried again to ruin our night, but we pulled this out with heart. Yeah, referees sucked. Referees were terrible in this game. I mean, there's let's just let's let's be honest about it. I mean, let's. Hey, NFL, I know you're listening, NFL. Give us some good officiating. We deserve it, all right? We love this game. We love this sport. So how about you, uh, you know, give us some officiating that makes sense here because this is – it's not cool. Uh, let's see here. More uh, winners, losers. We got to our losers here. Um, I did not mention, but Tony Pollard is a loser for me. Um, I did have him on my list, actually, and we already mentioned why. The missed block caused a turnover. Tough cookies there. Honorable mention. I mean, Terrell Basham. Terrell Bash, I mean, the Cowboys, de- I, I, you could put the whole Cowboys defense on here. I mean, the Cowboys defense was just all about getting it done. And and that's why, you know, we sat here. And in fact, when I write this at blogontheboys.com, I'm going to change it, just the whole defense, because this was an, a defensive win for the Dallas Cowboys. This was a defensive game where they did not blink, no matter what. Every time something went wrong, every time, you know, you know, they their offense surrendered field position. Anytime something like that happened, the Cowboys defense dug in and either got to stop, forced a field goal, something like that. This Cowboys defense is different. It's different. You got to give Dan Quinn credit. You got to give Mike McCarthy credit. This Cowboys defense is very different than what we have seen in years past. Deed Chavez says, loser, Cousins. It's a rough game for Kirk Cousins. This is a rough game. Rough look for Kirk Cousins. He does not like that very much. Uh, tough cookies. Uh, John says, winner, Justin Hamilton. Had a great game. Totally had a great game. Not on my list, but I don't have you know, uh, a, an issue with this. Let's see here. Uh, Greg says, Jordan Lewis had a good game. De- definitely did. I mean, the Cowboys, again, every single person kind of raised their standard in this game. Uh, so it is what it is here. Great job by them. Casey Cooper chiming in here says, oh, and the Cowboys are still up three games in the NFC East. Yeah, I mean, the Cowboys have almost as many wins on their own as the rest of the NFC East does combined. 
just great times here. Uh, Martin says, honorable 30. Talking about Anthony Brown, great tackling. Anthony Brown had a great game. Had a rough moment early on, settled in nicely, helped the Cowboys out. I mean, just a great job. Watson Modest is quality win away from home against an on-the-rise team that needed this win. This is a great point from Watson Modest. This was, and th- this is exemplified by the fact that the Cowboys rested Dak Prescott. And look, you can call this arrogant. You can call it, you know, cocky. You can call it maybe foolish, whatever. But the Cowboys rested Dak Prescott because they knew that they could afford to lose this game, right? That's, you know, when you're cutting it down to brass tacks, that's why they rested Dak Prescott because they did not have to have this. That was not the case for the Minnesota Vikings, as Watsamata put it here. The Minnesota Vikings absolutely had to have this game. They were the more desperate team. They were they needed this game more than the Cowboys. They were coming off their bye. They were at home. They were coming just like the Cowboys. They were coming off of an overtime game-winning touchdown against the Carolina Panthers two weeks ago. They had all the positive vibes working in their direction, and they caught a break that the Dallas Cowboys did not have Dak Prescott under center, and they folded. They folded because they are not an elite team. The Dallas Cowboys went on the road, called their shot without Dak Prescott, took on a team that needed it more than they did, and because they are better, because they are an elite team, they said, no, thank you. You can stay here with your loss. We're going to go home with our 6-1 and record, and we are going to feel very, very, very good about ourselves. Good for the Cowboys. Bad for the Vikings. Uh, Andre says McCarthy did an outstanding job. Moran Quinn McCarthy got his players ready to play and got all of them to play inspired instead of pulling a gear and saying we just had to go next man up. Very much agree. Uh, let's see. Hunter Cornelius says, I had an Eagles fan admit to me how great the team is this year. Good for you, Hunter. Sounds like you know a, a, a well-rational Eagles fan, which is a rare thing in this world. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Samuel says, best offense in the league with Gallup. We'll see when Michael Gallup returns. Um, it's you know going to be, uh, you know, we don't know. Let's see here. Uh, Think Tank Gallery says, RG, can we talk about those back-to-back flags on Dallas's defense in the red zone? We did talk about this a little while ago. And look, I I don't think that those were penalties, right? I, I don't think that – I don't know, you know, what what's supposed to happen here on roughing the passer. I don't know how you're not supposed to, you know, just kind of finish the tackle. I didn't, I didn't like the roughing the passer penalty. I didn't like the, you know, late hit penalty on Randy Gregory. And – but the Randy Gregory thing the, – the Randy Gregory late hit penalty – I can, not that I can understand it, but I can understand it if you call every play like that. If that's the rule, if that's how you want to call, you want to be that, you know, that strict about it right there. Okay, but call it that way all the time. And they did not call it that way with Leighton Vanderish. And I'm not sitting here saying, man, I wish the Cowboys called the penalty against Leighton Vanderish. But that's the trouble with the NFL is that these penalties aren't, you know, instituted the same way. Just like that was two seconds later, right? You know, you, you need to, we need to see consistency. We need to see uniformity. That's the frustrating part is that the NFL has none of that. And so you don't know when it's going to be a penalty or not. There's a level of subjectivity here, obviously, because it's a subjective nature. It's it's a person. It's a human being making a judgment call as to whether or not something is a penalty. But it's kind of ridiculous that literally the same human being would make a judgment call seconds after the Randy Gregory late hit penalty and not call it against Leighton Vanderish. And you can make an argument that maybe because of the, you know, blowback from it that, you know, Randy Gregory was upset and everybody was upset that maybe the officials said, well, I'm not going to call that, right? You see that a lot, you know, uh, you know, officials kind of saying, well, you know, I'll, I'll give them one back there. That's stupid too. You know what I mean? Like you shouldn't do that. It's, this should be as objective of a process as it can possibly be. And it's not. And that's what I think bothers all of us is that there isn't this consistency. If it's going to be the way where you're going to call that penalty against Randy Gregory, fine. But we need to know that because if we know that, if it's a con- if that it's consistent in that way, then we can adjust for that, right? We can we can teach players. We can talk about don't do that because they're going to consistently call it that way. But if there's no consistency there, then how do you know? How do you teach any player in any way to play any particular way or in any direction when you don't know how they're going to call it? So that's what's frustrating is the lack of consistency from the NFL. Um, let's see here. Noe Garcia says, should we trade draft picks for a starting caliber corner if Diggs is going to be out a few games? The NFL trade deadline is coming up this week. I don't want to trade anything. I really don't. I don't want to be boring um, or like a, a coward in any way, you know, that way. Uh, I don't want to trade anything. I, you know, don't don't trade anyone away. Don't trade for anything. You're fine. If you were going to trade for a veteran corner, you should have traded for Stefan Gilmore. That was the one. That was the move to make. But now at this point, you're fine. Don't worry about it. You're good. But who are you going to trade for? Kyle Fuller? 
you know, like, no, I'm fine. Uh, so I do not, you know, need to trade. Juan Duran says trade Gallup. Juan, no, no, Juan, hear me now. Hear me later. No, 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 no. Sorry, Juan, I don't mean to call you out. We do not like this idea. We, I, I, and I want to actually spend time here because do not trade Michael Gallup. Do not be the person putting that into the universe. We don't want to do that. We just played a game where we had to play a backup person at the most important position on the team, right? Like if you were ever aware of how valuable depth can be to your team, it should be right now when Cooper Rush just won this game for you at quarterback. And I know Cedric Wilson's playing well. Great. Awesome. Awesome. You know, love it. I'm a big fan. You know, he can catch, he can throw, he can run, he can do all sorts of things. But depth is invaluable. De there's nothing like depth. Nothing. There's nothing, 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 nothing like depth. Like Monica Geller said uh, to Richard, nothing, nothing, nothing. There's nothing like depth. Nothing. Nothing. You can't, there's nothing that you can have that is more valuable than depth. All right. So keep Michael Gallup, please. And you know what? If you decide not to sign Michael Gallup in the offseason, and that's a long way away from now, we'll see what ultimately happens, what the Cowboys do with Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup, which one they decide to keep. Um, but if Michael Gallup leaves, cool. Appreciate it. We want a Super Bowl together in 2021, MG. Love you. Go get paid somewhere else. Enjoy that. Give us the 2023 third round compensatory pick, and we'll all just kind of you know, we'll accept it. But no, I do not want to trade Michael Gallup at all. Depth is so valuable. Remember when people in the offseason said, let's trade Leighton Vanderesh. And I'll admit, you know, I asked the question out loud because it's a fair question, right? You, If you have a surplus, you, you know, how, how do I capitalize on this surplus? Well, Leighton Vanderesh is pretty pretty valuable to the Cowboys right now, but aren't you happy you didn't trade him, especially right now? Jabril Cox is hurt. I mean, depth is so valuable. Watsamata, thank you for the super chat. Says, love Micah so much. Ooh, but this week we punish Denver for picking Sertan. That's a great point. Patrick Sertan taken right before the Cowboys picked on the clock. We we punish them, but we also thank them because they, if you've ever, there's a one of my all-time favorite episodes of any TV show ever is an episode of Community. I always forget the name, but if you have seen Community, it's the episode with the dice roll and all the timelines. The Denver Broncos, in drafting Patrick Sertan, sent us down this timeline that has worked out wonderfully for the Dallas Cowboys, where they traded back from 10 to 12 with the Eagles, landed Micah Parsons, also landed Chauncey Golson with a third-round pick. I mean, this is not the darkest timeline. This is one of the best timelines. If you haven't seen Community, I highly recommend it. Highly recommend this episode. It'll teach you a lot about life. Uh, but anyway, I do not want to trade anything. Uh, JK says uh, – sorry, David says, CED Vicious. I like that nickname. Um Let's see here. Um, JK says trade Jarwin. Can't get open. Can't block. Blake Jarwin is valuable. Again, people, why do you want to trade the depth on this team? Andy says, do you see the Cowboys needing to make a trade by the deadline? No, uh, is the answer. Because we, we, you know, we've talked about so far in our postgame show, Demarcus Lawrence is coming back. Neville Gallimore is coming back. Tristan Hill's coming back. Michael Gallup's coming back, right? You've got all – that's right there. That's four roster spots you have to create. I mean, so the Cowboys are going to be acquiring new players if you want to look at it that way. You know what I mean? So we do not need to trade for anything. If you were going to trade for something, like I said, it should have been Stephon Gilmore. That was it. That was the only one. That was the only thing worth visiting. And you could have argued that it should have happened, you know, in the offseason. But that was the only one worth visiting, worth talking about in a serious fashion. So no thank you to any trades, both trading away, trading for. The Dallas Cowboys have one of the best rosters in the NFL. All right. One of the very best in the whole NFL, the whole league of national footballness. All right. So we don't need to mess with it. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Ganja man says trade for picks. Hey, you know, I like, I like the spirit here. I like the ambition. Uh, Casey Cooper says trade Steven Jones. Again, you know, I, I like, I like that we're in this, you know, fun sort of jovial mood here. Uh, so it is what it is, but I agree with Dan Brockett. We don't need, any trades? No, nah, just say no to trades. We don't need any single trades. Uh, let's see. Uh, Ronice Wright says, do you think we keep Demarcus Lawrence after this season? That's an interesting question. I mean, there's a lot of lot of roster decisions that have to be made about the Cowboys in the offseason. But 
we have a lot to go between now and then, right? We got the rest of the season, playoff runs, Super Bowl, parade. We're gonna have to figure out what kind of you know Super Bowl commemorative gear we want to buy. Like, do we want to buy the cap or the t-shirt or the plaques? You know, we're gonna have a lot of decisions to make. And then it becomes time to talk about Demarcus Lawrence. Then it becomes time to talk about Lyle Collins. Then it becomes time to talk about Michael Gallup, to talk about Dalton Schultz, et cetera. So we'll have those conversations, but we're gonna enjoy the ride, you know, until we get there. So, you know, I um, again appreciate looking down the road here, but the Dallas Cowboys are six and one, six and one. TSW says I'd trade for starting caliber center. I have bagged on Tyler Biotish a lot. I think Tyler Biotish is kind of coming into his own a little bit. Like, is he one of the best centers in the NFL? No, but he is coming into his own. He's still young. I mean, he's still new at the position and new in terms of being a starter in the NFL. Um, so I'm, I'm good holding on Tyler Biotish. Uh, let's see here. There was a comment. Um, oh, Burmy star. I like this comment. This is it. We need that depth this year in order to be picking 32nd. Totally agree. Totally agree. Um, the Dallas Cowboys are six and one, not a joke, not a lie, not a dream. The Dallas Cowboys are six and one and in first place in the NFC East next week, they host the Denver Broncos. The Philadelphia Eagles won today. They beat the Detroit Lions. Not exactly a major accomplishment. Uh, They will play the Los Angeles Chargers next week. The New York Giants play tomorrow. They will wrap up week eight. They will play against the Kansas City Chiefs on Monday night football. I tweeted this out. Every team with new in their name got a big win this week, right? The New York Jets got a big win. Shout out to Mike White, by the way, beat the Cincinnati Bengals. The New England Patriots beat the Los Angeles Chargers themselves. The New Orleans Saints got a big win against Tom Brady's Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So maybe the New York Giants make it four for four. Who knows? But the Washington football team lost to one of the worst teams in the NFL on Sunday, the Denver Broncos. They are on their bye. There are people, real people, who thought that the Washington football team would win the NFC East in 2021. They really thought that. They really thought that. People, These people are allowed to drive motor vehicles, and they thought that. So uh, it is what it is. But uh, everybody, this was so much fun. This is always fun. Uh, we do these after every single Dallas Cowboys game in case you're new around here. Please subscribe to the Blog and the Boys YouTube channel. If you want to help us out, if you want to support us, we appreciate all the super chats, the ways to support us that we appreciate. Subscribe to the Blog and the Boys YouTube channel. And we also have a podcast network. We have shows that come out every single day. Look for us wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Stitch, whatever the case may be. If you're an Apple user, you got an iPhone, you know, lots of people have iPhones these days. Uh, Go to your podcast provider, search for Blogging the Boys, subscribe, leave a rating, write a review. Those things help us out so much. So if you do want to support us, we ask kindly that you consider doing that. The Dallas Cowboys are 6-1. and one. They are one of the very best teams in the National Football League. You believed all along. And for that, my friend, you are a genius. My name is RJ Ochoa. You know me from Blogging the Boys, bloggingtheboys.com, Blogging the Boys YouTube channel, Blogging the Boys podcast network. We take it very seriously to give you the best Dallas Cowboys content that we can. We appreciate so much that you choose to make us part of your Dallas Cowboys fan experience. The fact that we can sit here together, gather after our Cowboys win a big game and enjoy it with one another will forever be the sickest thing in the world to me. So thank you for giving us your time, your energy, your love, your kindness. Let's do it again next week. Let's get to seven and one, people. Six and one feels good. Shout out, Kirk Cousins. You were really bad. Uh, but the Dallas Cowboys defense was really good. That's really what this was all about. I'm Arjo Ochoa. One love. We'll see you all next time.